Welcome to episode 48 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. Subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? Um, this this episode we're gonna um, call this uh, Victory Lap. Um, it's dedicated to Nipsey Hussle, who right. um, was tragically killed um, this Sunday. Um, so yeah, we're gonna dedicate this episode to him. Yeah, so we're gonna do it a little different. So we're gonna start off with the woke minute. The woke minute is, um, of course, gonna pay tribute to our brother Nipsey. So how are we gonna do this now? Um, I know this is weighed heavy on both of our hearts. Um, you know, since Sunday, I know. You've been going through it. I've been going through it. It's almost like having a family member pass away and neither one of us have actually met this man in person, but just the impact um, is deep. So we're going to take some time and and really go through this. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I've been following Nipsey's career for, for a while, for a few years now. You know, he was, um, you know, like an independent artist for many, many years. Um, if you follow his story and then, you know, last year he came out with his first um, studio album from a, a major label. So he had this whole big press run. But, you know, aside from that, um, you know, Nipsey, for me, um, Nipsey was just, uh, you know, he was people use this this uh, term, a real one. But Nipsey, like, really was a real one. Um you know, he was born, uh, his name is Ermius Askidam. Um, his father is from um, Eritrea. Yeah, Eritrea. His mother is Creole from Louisiana, but he was born and raised in um, in Slauson, in um, South Central. So, and he, you know, he repped his neighborhood to the, to the fullest. Um, and, you know, this, you know, like Sean was saying, we were talking offline. This, I don't know, I, I've never... Grief for someone that I didn't know as much as I'm grieving for him. I've grieved. I'm grieving for him more than I've grieved for some family members that have passed away. I've never met this man. I've never touched him. I've never had a conversation with him. But I've connected with him in such a way that he has such an impact on my life. Um, you know, I work from home a lot, and I, you know, when I'm home, I just throw on, you know, um, you know, interviews. I like to watch interviews and listen to them, and I let them play all day. And he was my, you know, I listened to him all the time because to listen to him talk for him to be so young, you know, he was 33, but even if you go back to his interviews from, you know, when he's in his twenties and late teens, he has so much intellect and insight. He was so introspective. He was a thinker. He was a doer. Um, You know, he was emotional, you know, to me, he was just, he was, he was a fully formed man. You know, um, all of his thoughts, everything that he said, you can really tell that he just really thought out um, life. You know, he, he, you know, our community is is at a, a huge, we we lost a real, a real one. We really lost a real, I, you know, I just, I think what hurts me so much, I, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I think what hurts me so much is that he was such a pillar in our community from what he was doing. Um, he, you know, aside from him being a hip hop artist, he um, he was also a businessman. He a businessman. He was a real estate on his way to becoming a real estate mogul. Um, you know, he was investing in his community. A lot of people who get a little bit of money, um, they all, you know, they want to leave the hood and go to to quote unquote better neighborhoods. But he was so vested in the place that raised him. 
you know, that he, he, he built his store marathon, um, the marathon store to create an anchor, to show people in his community that, you know, you know, you can invest in your community. You can do things. I've done it. You can do it. You know, he was a hustler. You know what I mean? He, he really was a hustler and he was doing it the right way. You know, it's just, it's so heartbreaking because now, you know, outside of, you know, what's, the loss, the impact that we have. Um, but he has a family, he has kids, he has a wife, he has a mother, a brother, like they, his, a, a whole man is gone, just gone and, and killed so senseless, senselessly. And in a, in a place that he holds so dear to his heart in front of his, his store, you know, his property. Um, it's, it's just heartbreaking. And over the past couple of days, it's just been so random. I just, I just start crying and I'm and I'm thinking like I am crying for someone who I've never met. And I know a lot of people from our generation, they can think back to when like Tupac passed away or when Biggie passed away. And to be perfectly honest, you know, I know I'm probably a, a, a small minority, but I can't even remember what the hell I was doing. I was probably smoking too much weed, but I don't remember when Biggie, like I remember when he died, but I don't remember the moment that he died that I knew. But I will all this. I will never forget the moment I found mm-hmm. out Nipsey was killed. It just, it took the win out of me. It just took the complete win out of me. And yeah, um, it literally, it knocked me out of bed. I, I got on my knees. It was, just, it was, so heavy. It. It was just so heavy. Um, and, and, you know, and, and if you, if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you know, our whole community is just rocked to the core. You know, and not that I, I wish death on anyone because I don't, but there was a lot of motherfuckers who we could really do without. You know what I'm saying? Like this was somebody that our community needed, you know, and I and I I, I think of Nipsey as like Tupac, you know, 5.0. Right. Like Tupac, you know, when Tupac was alive and in, in at his prime, like he was very intellectual. He was a thinker. Um, he came from um um, you know, a solid background of activism and black pride. And, you know, it, it reflected in his music. And, you know, when you talk to him, you know, but they, you know, if you want to be perfectly honest, there were some parts of Tupac that needed some growing up. There was some maturity that needed to, needed to, to be there in Tupac. And I just feel like Nipsey was just like Tupac ex- exponentialized. I don't even know if that's the word. Right. And, I, and I agree. And I just, no, hold on. I feel like, you know, everything that Nipsey was about, um, you, uh, it was, it, it, I, don't, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say to the, the point, you know, Nipsey was 33 years old and I, and I agree with you with Tupac kind of on that, that, that same path. But, you know, again, Tupac was 24 when he passed away. So just, you know, same two, two men that were cut short way you know, way before we could have actually seen, you know, the full involvement of these of these black men. But but, you know, more to your point, um, I agree that Nipsey was, you know, you you said something, you said he was just he was a full man. And I and I just love that because it 
from what we can see from all intents and purposes on the outside, that's exactly what it looked like. You know, if you look past the the tattoos and, you know, and you're not caught up in the, in the braids or whatever it is, you know, and he talked about his gang banging back in the day. But, you know, you look at this man now and how, you know, he stood strong in his community and he didn't run and he was right there. And he talked about empowerment for his people and he showed love to his woman and you knew who she was, you know, just all of these things to me encompasses the the a full man you know and we have we don't have many of them you mm-hmm. know that stand that stand strong and don't run away you know if if we if they're there they they move away and they move out of their community and you know that that tie is broken and this was a man that you know that stood strong um in the place that birthed him you know and it was and unfortunately it was also um, the place where that killed him. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I don't even know what to say. I know it's really heartbreaking. And, and, and um, you know, when I go back and look at his interviews and one of the things that really shines out is that he was, he was a natural born leader and, you know, Leaders, leader, being a leader is not about telling somebody what to do and being the top of the food, you know, a, an organization or, um, or or business. But a leader is someone who can lead people, but also be led. And you know, when you hear him talk about his, um, you know, his journey and his music and being a businessman, he was always open to to to, to others' ideas, to you know, to criticisms, to compliments. Like he was open for it. He was receptive to it. And you know, you you know, you go back and you, you, when he's talking, you look in his eyes and you see these, well, I see these interviews from when he's in his early twenties and you look in his eyes, you look like eyes are the windows to the soul. And you Absolutely. just, you can, you can see the realness in his eyes. You know, it's, he's a very intense eye contact. He just penetrates you. And, um, you know, it's just, it's really devastating. I just, my heart really goes out to Lauren. She, she posted something on Facebook, on Instagram, um, Instagram. not too long ago. Yeah. And I, my heart just really goes out to her. Cause I can just, you know, I'm just imagining the impact he has on me and I don't even know him. Just imagine how, I can't even imagine how she feels. You know, this is a, a, a man that she's built a family with, you know, and just out the blue, um, he's, he's gone out of her life forever, out of her kid's life. They don't have a father. Um, it's painful. It is so painful. So, um, I don't know. Um, and you know, he was so, he was such a visionary. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. he came out with a, um, a mixtape, mixtape, uh, Crenshaw mixtape. And mm-hmm. he only, um, he only made a thousand of them and he priced them at a hundred dollars. And who, who ever did that? Who would ever even think to, to charge a hundred dollars for a damn CD? But Jay-Z bought, <laughs> he bought a thousand of them. Um, and it just to me that just shows you that you know people had respect for him and they and they respected his grind, they respected his artistry, um, and they respect respected him as a man, you know. Um, and there's a lot of people out here, a lot of artists out here that kind of um, put on put on a facade because you know what you know in hip hop, it's about being braggadocious, it's about you know flexing, it's about kind of embellishing the truth, you know. Right. But, you know, it, it, you know, with Nipsey, it just seemed like this is who he was. He was he was just a real he was real. He was honest and true to himself. Um, 
And this is just really just fucking hurts. That's all I can say. It just fucking hurts so bad. It just really hurts. Like now I'm, so, I'm sitting here and my heart is like really in my stomach. It just, mm -hmm. so, you know, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, there was a whole, you know, a lot of conspiracies about, you know, why he was killed or who killed him or whatever. But, you know, for me, he's regardless of why he died, he's dead. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. Um, uh, this, yeah, this is, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm standing with you on everything. Just, it's, it's just, it's just a lot. And, you know, here we are again, talking about another, another black life and, and why, because, you know, our community and, you know, we can, we can say a whole bunch of things and I want to get into that. Just some thoughts, you know, you know, they talked about the conspiracy theory. So the bottom line, and I, we had even posted about this on our Instagram page, just the excitement that I had with um, seeing Nipsey being involved in a documentary that was going to be about Dr. Seabee. So, you know, for those who I'm sure you know, you don't know, but, you know, Dr. Seabee was a self-taught healer. He was a holistic doctor. Um and he was arrested back in, I don't, I forgot when that was, but he was arrested for allegedly practicing without a license because he had claimed that he was healing AIDS and blindness and all these diseases. And he went to court, represented himself in New York against Big Pharma. And, you know, they told him, bring in nine witnesses to talk about your claims. He brought in 77 people, one after the other, that just, you know, talked about the healing that this man had done. Um, and he supposedly died in police custody back in 2016 under very crazy circumstances. And, you know, this is Nipsey was going to bring this to light. And he even said there was a quote that Nipsey Hussle said, you know, that if they come after me for doing this documentary, y'all better ride for me. And, you know, this is this is this is our moment. Like this is when we got to ride. You know, I, it makes me think, you know, on a side note, but just the same thing when um when Lisa Lepta Lopez died uh, in that car accident, and she had gone to, she was doing a documentary on Dr. Seabee in Honduras, which is his native, his homeland, was doing a documentary on him, and then she got killed. So, you know, you know, I'm so, I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist. I, you know, I look at all these things and I'm like, you know, here is a man, Nipsey Hussle, who was going to make a documentary that could potentially educate millions of us and be a threat to a multi-billion dollar industry, you know, that thrives on sickness, that thrives on people staying sick, you know, because the money is not in the cure, it's in the medicine. And this is something that Nipsey Hussle wanted to bring to light, not only to our community, but, you know, to at large, like, to let y'all know this is what was going on. And, you know, he was about to tell this story and he was cut down, you know, and they talked about the the suspect, this guy, Eric Holder, um, who was arrested. He was arrested at a mental institution. Supposedly he called in seeking help. Mm, you know, so mm -hmm. for me, this is like, this is when, you know, staying woke. When they talk about, you know, stay woke and a part of our platform here is like, you know, it's the woke or ratchet. But, you know, what does, what does woke really mean? Because notwithstanding, you know, the mysterious circumstances that surrounded Nipsey Hussle's death and, you know, I'm, I think about all of those things. I still look at that we, we are still our own worst enemies. 
We as a community, we have so many battlegrounds. The last one we should be standing on is against our own. But yet we pit ourselves against each other all the time. You know, we need to take responsibility because nobody's coming into coming and fixing this problem. I think, you know, we can we can blame it on so many other things, but you know, we have to look at ourselves. We have to value ourselves more. There's what is a life but to be cut down in front of in you know in front of your own in your own community in front of your own place of business by somebody that looked just like you. What is a life? What is the value of that life? And this is something you know we we we're up in arms about it every time something like this happens. For some reason, like you said, this death has touched me more than any other one. You know, you and I were talking offline just about, you know, I mean, I remember where I was when Tupac died. I remember where I was when Biggie died. But for some reason, this one just is more impactful and and has touched me more so than than any of these, than any of these other other deaths that that we've experienced. Um, you know, because we've seen the evolution of this man and what, what would it have been had he been allowed to continue breathing and continue moving forward, Mm -hmm. you know, after his 33 years on, on this earth, what would we have seen, you know, and that, that to me is, that's the tragic loss there because he had done so, so much, you know, just even getting into this documentary about Dr. CB to me was, he is, he utilized a platform of going from selling mixtapes. You know, he was talking about, look, don't, don't freeze me my mixtape out, out on these streets here to actually getting into this platform of educating the masses on a, on a whole nother level. Um, you know, what, what could have become of that? It's just that, that is on a very carnal level, on a very feeling level. That is the sadness, you know, that a black man who was loved by his family, loved by his community, loved by his woman, you know, gets, gets cut off, you know, by, like I said, by someone who looked just like him is the saddest. And, you know, we need to recognize this is a war. We, we war on so many, like I said, we have so many battlegrounds that we war against, but we need to acknowledge this war amongst ourselves. The, the one that's, that's right here, you know, fuck all this shit that's going on. We, we a conspiracy, everything else to me can take a backseat. It's the war that we got against, against my brother and my sister against, against our own, you know, the, the ones that these people are not, those, these outsiders are not coming in to attack us. If we, if we created a united front, if, if we have more love for each other, for ourselves, if we valued our lives more than, you know, we don't have to remind somebody that Black Lives Matter. If we actually and honestly and truthfully believe that across the board, we don't need validation from from outside. But but this is the this is the problem that we have. So, I mean, his death is such a tragedy. And to me, it just outlines it outlines that because, you know, we we kill our own. You know, I remember, uh, you know, Tupac said is like, you know, America, we eat our babies. Like, no, we, 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 we do our community. This is, this is, this is us, you know, um, his last tweet, you know, they said hours before his death was that having strong enemies is a blessing. And that to me indicates that he recognized that there is a war 
you know, and I'm sure he wasn't talking about the war in the boardroom or the war at the at the closing table, you know, on his real estate deals. He's talking about the war that's right outside his store, that's right outside his home, is right within his community. I really felt that. That's mm -hmm. that's the war he's talking about. Yeah. So I, you know, it as I, I always try to think in sense of there's the carnal mind, there's the mind that we have where you know, it hurts, you know, because we've lost someone and, you know, you just, you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to have this type of loss. Um, and there's, there's a part of me, you know, just thinking is the, the spiritual mind, which I, I want to prevail, especially in times like these, which is understanding that, you know, death is not the end. And if you look at the outpouring of the community and the outpouring of love across all genres and all people for a man that, you know, we really never knew, but he touched us in so many different ways. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, that energy, energy never dies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either transformed or transmuted into something else. And this is, you know, after we've, we've all experienced this huge energy shift with his passing. But at the same time, it's transformed and transmuted into something else. You know, he his work and what he stood for, it continues. That energy that he had is now shared with all of us. You mm -hmm. know, the sadness is part of it, too. But that that energy does not it, it, it doesn't die. So, you know, what does it become of that? You know, and and, you know, at the end of the day, Nick Cannon was talking about, you know, he'll continue the documentary. He'll pick up the port, uh, up the torch and keep going. You know, people are learning about Nipsey Hussle, about what he did in his community and about what he stood for. They're learning about Dr. CB. They're learning about holistic living. You know, mm -hmm. our eyes are being open. So we even sorry. No, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, even though it's a it's a huge loss. There, there is something there, you know, there it's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet uh, gain here that yeah. we do have. Um, because like you said, y'all gonna ride for me. And I'm just like, you know what? We, we gonna ride. And that's why I felt it was really important for us to do this podcast. I mean, I think, you know, you and I, we joke and we laugh and we have a great time and I really enjoy doing this, you know, but it's times like these that I feel like this is where, we need to be a voice. This is where we need to um, come together, you and I, and and really talk to the people that actually listen to us um, and ex and express this, you know, mm -hmm. and be a voice. So I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, this as sad as it was, it's been an inspiration as well. Um, yeah, his 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 you know his whole being was inspirational. That's that's kind of what his his whole thing you know what his whole um, essence was about. He was you know I I can just imagine he was just one of those people who you talk to him. He never you know even if he had a he was having a fucked up day, he probably was a person that just always had a put a positive spin on whatever whatever was going on, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I think his, his, he, his legacy, he's going to be a legend. I, you know, I really think he's going to be a legend. Um, you know, for the most part from the people that I, that I know and been talking to offline, like they were familiar with him and maybe heard yeah. some stories about him. They weren't too familiar with his music, but I think, um, enough people knew 
about him and just the platform that um, because of social media and the platform that's here now and people are really like researching him and listening to his interviews and um, and reading articles about him just to see how great of a man he was. Um, you know, um, this is it's just it's, it's really a, a, a huge loss to us. But. Um, you know, hopefully it, this is a wake up call. And I, but I feel like we say that whenever, when there's always a, when there's a tragic death, we always say, well, we hope this is a wake, but you know, I, I hope so. I hope so. And you know, in the way he, I don't even want to get into the details of how to, you know, how gruesome it was. And it's so disgusting that, you know, every time I saw that video posted somewhere, I just reported it. I just, you know, there's something about seeing death, um, I just can't stomach it. And you know, back in the nineties, when we had all those, um, all those hood classes that I love boys in mm -hmm. the hood and juice. And, you know, I watched those movies hundreds of times. I know all the words, I know it back and front, but now as, as an adult and as someone who has really, um, you know, I've always loved my, my people and my community, but like now the love that I have for my people is just so was, it's, within every fiber of my body. I just cannot see, I can't even watch those scenes anymore on uh, fictional characters on TV. So mm -hmm. I can't, let alone, I can't watch a, a real person die on, you know, I, I can't watch that. And I think it's so sick and inhumane that all these uh, media outlets are putting it on their platforms for us to watch. You know, it just, it really minimizes it. You know, once you see something over and over again, repetitive, the impact of it becomes less and less, you know, um, and I, I just, I think it should be banned, you know, mm -hmm. out of, you know, even out of respect for his family, imagine his kids, you know, he has a daughter that's what, like 10 years old. I know she has access to the internet. She has access to phones and, and to Instagram and to Facebook. And I, you know, imagine watching your father die on, 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 you know, on the internet and for mm -hmm. everyone to see it. Imagine how devastating, how, how heartbreaking that can be. Absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really an advocate of censorship, but some shit should be censored. It should be sensitive. We were being desensitized to, you know, just American, yeah. American culture as a whole is very violent, you know? Um, yep. but even, yeah. but even in our black community is that's, it's times 10, you know, we're so desensitized to violence because, you know, for the most part people, you know, many of us who have grown up in, in certain neighborhoods, we've seen it over and over and over again. You know, after a while it becomes routine. It becomes everyday. It just becomes an everyday, everyday occurrence. So it doesn't impact us as much as um, it should, you know, um, and you know, this is the same conversation we had when Biggie died and when Tupac died, and the same conversations we have when when our when our people are getting killed by police, and we actually see a live stream video, a Facebook live stream of a of a police officer killing one of our, you know one of our our men. You know that stuff should just not be seen. It shouldn't. It should be blocked. It really should be blocked. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know. Someone's legacy should not go down in that in that manner. But um, you know, on a on a positive note, you know, I I just want our, our community, our people, the hip hop community, the black community, um, you know, I just I just want us to take heed to this. We we just don't need to be killing ourselves. And for you know, for what? For whatever reason he passed away, whether it's, you know, for a you know, a conspiracy theory or whether it was a beef with this, with this dude, whatever it was, 
whatever the reason is, a man is dead. He's gone. He is completely gone off this earth and his potential, his full potential. We'll, we'll never know what his full potential is. You know, I, um, so I, um, I was asked, you know, a couple of days ago, like last week, I, um, so I used to be in the classroom for a small time and I, I, I love kids. So, and I was kind of missing being in the classroom. I uh, don't want to really do it full time, but I don't want to like volunteer, like kind of dip in and dip out, you know, um, by profession, I'm a real estate agent. That takes up a lot of my time, but there was something that was missing, you know, from, you know, in me. So one of my homeboys who, um, has a program, he goes into different schools, um, he has a program for this school in East New York, which I live in the Bronx. That shit is a, a cool two hours. <laughs> right? It's a cool two hours away from me on the train. But you know, it's um, it's an opportunity to go. It's two hours a week, an hour for an hour on Tuesday, hour on Wednesday. And so I actually go into the schools, um, this fourth grade class, and I teach them about gentrification. Mm. And let me tell you. Um, it's, it's such a, uh, a, a, a totally different experience than what I had growing up in the South. You know, I grew up in a in a school where we fucking were taught the uh, Confederate National Anthem. Yeah. And here I am talking to a whole bunch of beautiful black kids about gentrification in, um, you know, in our neighborhoods. And the reason why I brought this up is because, you know, what we're trying to, to stress with these to these kids is that, you know, you need to stay in your neighborhoods. You need to build your neighborhoods up. You need to respect your neighborhoods and take ownership of it. You know, we live there and we, you know, we, we kind of, we do in our minds, we own it, but actually own it, you know, actually own it. And that, and, and that's what we're teaching these kids. And that's what Nipsey was doing. He was taking ownership of his community. He was buying property there. He was staking a claim in that community and pride in it. Um, so anyway, I'm all talked out. I, I'm, I'm all talked out about it, but um, so, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, and just in closing, I'm just, to me, this all comes back to, we, we got to bring the love back among amongst our people. We got to value each other more. You know, we gotta, we gotta love each other more. We gotta ride for each other. We have to fucking ride for each other. That situation should have never happened. It should have never happened. It should have mm-hmm. never happened. But um, anyway, all right. <laughs> Moving on. All right. We have to move, have to move on. So, yeah. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Yes. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. So um, on a lighter note, um, just to kind of uh, move this forward, um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw online that um, Lifetime, let's cross our mm-hmm. fingers, is doing a biopic on salt and pepper. What? Who? Who's like, going to play them, though? <laughs> I don't know. They haven't been cast yet, uh, so I don't know who's going to play them, but I'm kind of excited. I kind of wish it wasn't on Lifetime. Um, <laughs> I kind of, you know, Lifetime's a little... Uh, they're getting a little bit better with their biopics and their movies, but... Uh, but, I, you know, whoever did um, produce the, the um, new edition um, um, miniseries, they should, uh, they should do this, because that was... Now that was on BET though, right? That was on BET, but you know, they probably just, you know, someone else probably directed it and then wrote it and they just, you know, featured it on BET. But um, yeah, I yeah, hopefully it'll be good and to do some justice because you know, so I'm not corny. 
they're legends. They are legendary. You know, they were they were the first female hip hop artist to win a Grammy. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, love you know, I, 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 I was salt and pepper. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying like, look, on any day you catch me, I had the asymmetrical cut, it dyed blue black. I had the red leather boots that came up to my my um. My, you got pictures? Yeah, I got I, I got pictures. And I had an eight ball jacket. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like a, a fake kind of eight ball jacket, but I got it from Canal Street. Mm -hmm. And I used to have a little koofy hat. It was my mother's, and I used to take it from her. A little mm -hmm. leather, black leather koofy hat. Mm -hmm. But you know, actually, so Queen Latifah and Shaquem are actually involved in the production of it. So I'm kind of I'm I'm hopeful okay. now. I'm I'm that, okay, yeah, that okay. So that I'm I'm confident about that. That's yeah, good. I'm hoping I'm gonna be watching with one eye. I'm gonna be squinting. <laughs> I'm gonna be squinting. So, but yeah, I'm kind of excited to see this. You know, they they that's part of my childhood. Yeah. When is that supposed to come out? When they don't, we don't know. I don't know. It's just been talked right now, so I don't know any concrete details of you know who's casting, when it's you know when it's going to production, uh, when it's going to air. I don't really know um, all the details, but it, it is in talks. So. We'll be posted. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm yeah, here for me it. Me too. Me too. Me too. I see. So. All right. Moving on. So, are we doing the ratchet now? We're doing. Yeah, a we gonna ratchet? move on to the. Room. <laughs> <laughs> all, before before what, I go into this, all I'm gonna say is I ain't mad because sometimes you might shoot your shot. <laughs> so. <laughs> So a couple of days ago, uh, there was a little video uh, floating around on the in, on the internet, internet of um, Ghost. What's his name in real life? Um, Ari Harder. Yeah, James St. Patrick. The only I'm really out here like James St. Patrick. I think his name is Amari Harderick or something like that. So anyway, right. the NAACP Awards and. There's a little clip of him, him and Notori. They were over there with uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. And um, he had a little photo op with Jay-Z. And then he little he, he walked his, his little ass, because he's like five foot two. He didn't <laughs> walk his little ass over to- um, It is such a shame. You know how I'm a height is like, God damn. He's little. He's it's little. five nine, five eight. Yeah, but okay. you know what? He, he For some reason, he just looks tall. He just has a, a, a like a lean look, but he's, he's little. But anyway, mm -hmm. so he, you know, he- um, he, he scurried on along over there to uh, Beyonce. He gave her a hug and then he gave her a kiss on the cheek. And then as he was coming out of the hug, he kissed her again right by her mouth. Girl, he right, but right by her mouth because I saw it. I'm like, motherfucker, if these cameras was not on me, I would cut <laughs> you know, catch these hands. Did you see Jay-Z's face though? There's like a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a still shot of Jay-Z's face like looking at an imaginary camera as it's called. Girl, Beyonce looked like she wanted to slap the shit out of him. He sure tried. He fucking tried it right by her mouth. I'm not mad at him though. And by I'm her not. husband, he got some big ass balls. That little man got some big balls. <laughs> <laughs> you only ghost on TV. You ain't ghost in real life. Calm down. <laughs> Wait, but why did Fifty Cent put on his Instagram page? He made a loop of the kiss. <laughs> He's a such an He's so messy. He's so messy. I know. It was funny though. So he messy. so he had a like double like kissing a back and forth. 
Beyonce, but ass away from me. <laughs> so that was, I thought that was just so, so hilarious. So anyway, so we're going we, to... The power, Jay-Z kills ghosts, don't miss it. We lit. <laughs> you know, sometimes opportunities only come once in a lifetime. You got to go, you got to go all the way, balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear, though, I, I wish... Oh, I wish we could just all look at that picture of Jay-Z, the still shot of when it happened. Cause when I tell you, he looked like what's that, what's that um professor? Is it Gates? What's the what's the what's the black man with the big afro with the glasses? Cornell West. Cornell West. <laughs> oh. He looks like Cornell without the glasses. <laughs> I'm gonna do my man like that. Okay, oh. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I can't imagine what these behind the scenes was going on now. I wonder if he, if Jay Z said something to him or Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. all right, way to go, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you are only a bad man on TV. On power. I know, right? Okay, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Your power is only on power. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the hour. <laughs> way, way to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Well, what are we doing the weekend, D? No, I think we're going to skip it. I've been skipping. I haven't had any dick in a while anyway. <laughs> I don't TMI. <laughs> TMI. Oh, it's okay. We, we all friends well, here. We have, okay, so we, but we have a few questions, so we'll just we'll just hold. Maybe we'll do two next week. Maybe we'll have um a double header. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we'll have a gangbang next week. <laughs> we could do that. All right. Okay. So we can do the reminisce. So this week is my reminisce. Um this reminisce is special, of course, in light of the loss of Nipsey Hussle. I wanted to reminisce about another complex, very multifaceted fallen brother whose talent um, was still evolving when he was cut down, and that's Tupac. So, And I also wanted to send out some, some West Coast love. So this week, my reminisce is Tupac, California Love. It's off the All Eyes on Me album, which was released in 1996. It was released right after Tupac got out of jail. I got out of prison for allegedly raping someone that we both know. Um, side note. Anyway, um, legend says that it took Tupac 15 minutes to write the rhyme. Um, it samples Joe Cocker's Woman the Woman. And it this is the first video. If you remember the video, they were out in the desert of Nevada. It was kind of like a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome kind of look. Yeah. Um, I had heard Jada Pinkett Smith, she actually came up with the concept of the video. It was Hype Williams' first video. Remember, he was like all Missy Elliott and all that, but this was his first video. Um, In the video was George Clinton, Chris Tucker, and Dr. Dre, and Roger Troutman, rest in peace. Um, And, you know, I just remember this beat. If you remember, it was Cali Love. It was just a beat that you could just coast to. You You could smoke weed to, you can clean your house. Um, just just chill and I remember this was around a time when you know um, especially rap especially coming off the, the east coast it was you know it was a it was a lot 
I, I don't know what I don't want to say louder, but just you know, it was a lot more going on, and this was just kind of laid back and smooth. And I remember this song played. You could find find the like extended version. It was like seven or eight minutes long. So, um, big shout out to California Love, All Eyes on Me, Recipes to Pop Shakur. California, no time. California. I have so many memories behind that song. <laughs> oh, that mercy. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. So moving on, where are we? All right. So we have to support black businesses. This is the segment of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and desire to build awareness of products and services made for us by us. So this week, this is very dear to my forks because this is my very best friend, my bestie, Ayolua. Um, she has a best friend. Um, it's called the Greenhouse. Um, so it's a vegan juice bar and cafe. It's located in Baltimore. She's actually been around for seven years, which is amazing. Um, yeah. the address is 2431 St. Paul Street, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, in the is that Mount Vernon area. Yep. Yeah, the Mount Vernon area of Baltimore. Be more. Her Instagram is Greenhouse Juice Cafe. Um, so if you're in Baltimore, please stop by. Let her know that her homie referred you over there too. So you can go there and get all the fresh juices and the the natural shots, like juice shots and I but you gotta that, pay, y'all. Of course, you gotta pay. Um, but um, wraps. Uh, she makes delicious wraps. So go out and support my homie, my sis, Ayolawa, the Greenhouse Juice Cafe. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've come to the end. So you can listen to and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, and you can also catch us on YouTube. We probably shouldn't be up there, but we are. Um, you can follow and hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if you want to. Visit us on our website, that's what I'm saying, podcast.com. And of course, Nye, who do we always shout out? Every week, we want to give a huge shout out to our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram and Twitter. He also has a podcast called Hip Hop Now. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, y'all. Take care.